Hey everyone, welcome to The Dark Cast. I'm your host, Jonathan Miley. The Dark Cast is a discussion about video games and the culture that surrounds them. The show is usually divided up into multiple conversations between myself and the various writers here on DarkStation.com, but in this episode we are talking about PAX East 2020. So, for this entire episode, I chat with David Silbert, who had the chance to go to PAX East and get some hands-on time with a handful of video games, and we talk about uh, some of the ones that stood out to him. If you want to find out more information about any of the games that we discuss, then check out the links in the show notes for this episode at darkstation.com. There you can also find the Darkcast Interviews podcast, as well as other video game reviews, previews, and features. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at darkstation underscore com, find us on Facebook, check us out on YouTube, and email us at podcast at darkstation.com. As always, thank you so much for listening. Now on with the show. Welcome back to Dark, the Dark Cast. I was about to call this Gamers Read because I I talk on a lot of podcasts. This is not that. Um, I could change this because I can edit it, but what the hey? Let's go with it. We're sort of live. We've got. Uh, I'm Jonathan Miley, by the way. Joining me today is David Silbert on the ground floor at PAX East 2020. Yes. So since yeah. it's uh, live-ish, uh, then you know we're just we're just gonna go with it. Uh, how's it going, David? It's great. Yeah, it's going really well, Jonathan. Uh, cold outside, but uh, yeah. warm inside. That's yeah. good. That's good. Yeah. It's yeah. good. I, I assume lots of uh, body heat also keeping it warm inside, too. Just like yeah, getting people. a little too. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, well, I guess with all the <laughs> coronavirus fears and concern, maybe a little bit of a, uh, like, a little more space than you'd, you'd expect from, okay. from a conference like PAX. But, uh, yeah, so it's it's not overwhelming. Okay. Well, you uh, you sent me a list of games that you have had the chance to yeah. uh, play either yesterday or today, and so if anybody listened to us talk a year ago, we're basically going to do the same thing. Um, we're just going to talk about some of the stuff that you played, and so the the first one that I want to hear about is something that was uh, very recently uh, announced, and that is Thirty Double X. Yeah, which wait, uh, we, we were talking. Before we started recording, I actually know the guy that that records or that does the music for this, uh, which is really neat. And he was telling me that he was working on something, but he couldn't tell me what it was. And I was just like, huh, what yeah. could that be? That <laughs> couldn't be a yeah. sequel to the other yes. stuff you've made. Uh, so so what is this for people that yeah. don't know what 20XX is? Or... Yes. So, yeah, I'll give the so so 20XX for those who didn't play it um, was a Mega Man Zero inspired like 2D platformer. Um, kind of the, the big twist, the big hook for it was that it was roguelike, uh, procedurally generated and similar to something like Dead, Soul, uh, Dead Cells. I think as you did runs, you would unlock certain things that would power your, your character up permanently. If I recall correctly, I, I believe that's how it worked. And there was a nice like little hub screen where you could go around and do levels, uh, different kind of um I don't know if it was like level selection or challenges and you could like tweak your, your character in different ways. And I think it was just, you know, I, I dabbled with it a little bit in the past. I have it on my switch. I couldn't really get into it just because the art style, I think that's kind of the main thing that a lot of people kind of call out about the original game is that the gameplay is really tight and, and fun to play, but it's kind of, I don't know. I, I don't want to, you know, bad mouth anyone, but it, a little bit of like an, almost like an, an amateurish style, like very kind of, um, I don't know. Looks, looks almost kind of like a a flash game or, or something. Yeah, like that. that's a that's a polite way. Yeah, it just gives off this kind of more more of like a flash vibe, right? Yeah. You know, it, it's pretty clear that it, it was probably a, a small um, small person effort behind it, uh, doing their best with with you know the resources they had. Um, one of the things I'm happy to report with uh, 30xx, and and I'm sure anybody that saw the announcement earlier this week or either earlier this week, last week, um, can attest to is that they're, you know, the developers bringing a lot more power behind the 
maybe not power, but they're they're adding a lot more. They're just taking the visuals in a, in another direction. They're going for a pixel art route. I don't know if it's being like outsourced or if it's someone else on the team or they they they're just you know added some tools to their tool set. But um, it's it looks night and day. Like it looks um, just like up there with like your very best pixel art kind of games. It, it definitely looks closer to even like the Mega Man games in that respect. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy to report that you know the gameplay feels right at home with what it was in 20xx i don't remember if there were like different playable characters in the first game but in this one for the demo uh we had two to choose from you had one that was basically more like kind of like a zero character where you could swing your sword around and then one of course more like mega man where you could shoot your blaster and and so um there's co-op um obviously like you can play as a single player um and we just, I think I, I want, I went through one level twice with someone else on the show floor and um, just got to see how the levels kind of can change up due to the procedural generation. And um, everything feels like super smooth, very satisfying, you know, boss battles are, are you know, land weight and there are different challenge modes that you can partake on and get different upgrades. So, yeah, I mean, for those that like 20XX, um, more of the same, but with, uh, you know, a nice, beautiful visual sheen on it. Very cool. Very cool. So uh, looking at uh, their Steam page and kind of just trying to do some on-the-fly research, it yeah. uh, looks like uh, 20XX and uh, 30XX are made by Battery Staple Games. And uh, according to Twitter, Battery Staple Games is a guy named Chris King. Uh, okay. So I think it might be a, a one-man show. That's um, crazy. Wow. Which is is kind of nuts. But I, I do like that people are branching more out from just the um, the humdrum, like, standard 8-bit. Like, for a long time, that was the bread and butter of a lot of indie video games. And so many indie games just kind of looked the same because they were all just kind of emulating a very simple retro aesthetic and not really doing anything with it. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, it, it's nice to see that advancing further than that. I mean, it's been going on for several years. This isn't the first game to do that. Sure. Uh, but it's just, it's always, it's always nice to see. So. Yeah. I mean, and it's, and it's funny. You, I mean, even on the show floor now, like I'm picking out, I mean, usually I'm, I'm very, I, I love to go in the direction of pixel art games just because I feel like, I mean, some people might think that it's a little bit of a, a cliche or too much, too, you know, tropish or, or like, you know, everybody wants to do a pixel art game, but I think it's important to remember like how, how tough it is to really do pixel art well. And I think that when it's done well, and I think when it's combined with really tight gameplay, like it, it really can be like a, a really emotional, like, um, you know, it harks back to a great era of gaming. And I'm sure like a lot of people can really stick their teeth in and enjoy games like that. Um, love what indie developers are doing nowadays. Right. So the next on the list that I have is something that I've heard a lot of people talk about uh, for a while now, it seems like, and that is uh, Session or the game that is not Skate. Uh, Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what what is Session? So, yeah, so Session is, as you, I mean, best put it like that, right? Like it's basically we've been without a proper skate game for so long, right? EA's like one of those franchises that EA kind of hit a gold mine with when it first came out, like uh, people just really, you know, I guess it, even then it was a time when we, we hadn't had a good, like Tony Hawk pro skater game or, or any kind of like skateboarding game and, and, and skate had kind of filled that need mm-hmm. kind of dropped off a few years ago. I can't even remember when skate three was, but um, <laughs> like session, I, I remember back when it was announced and I can't remember when I, I feel like it was at a, probably add an E3 event or, or something in a couple of years back, but seemed to be something that would, would, would scratch that itch for fans that really like that skate style of, um, you know, uh, really like close up camera behind your player, focusing on the intricacies of like, you know, your foot, your placement on the board and kind of almost like you're controlling the board and the feet, like not your character. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's kind of what a session's going for, for sure. So um I mean, my, my biggest takeaway from playing the game, and uh, I, I guess it's just that, that very a lot to learn, big learning curve for the control. So, like, it's like one instead of I think skate, everything was done on one stick. So, like your right stick, if you wanted to like hop off the ground, you'd like hold down, and then you'd flip, you know, you'd let go, you'd release, and you'd do a little quick little, you know, get your gives yourself some lift off the ground. Here, 
you kind of have to see where both your feet are. So maybe you have to like hold down on one analog stick to, to get yourself in position and then tap up on the other one and then you'll mm-hmm. do a jump. So it's, 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 there's actually, I feel like there are deeper mechanics underneath. Um, yeah, I can only do some basic tricks, but uh, it was definitely it was definitely interesting. Um, I think it it's got like an, an interesting visual style, nothing crazy, but just kind of nice, vibrant colors. Um, it's kind of it kind of takes some elements too from like a, kind of like a Tony Hawk Underground or something, where you can kind of pick up your board and run around a little bit, and um, you know, it's just you do feel a little more attached to your character than something like Skate. But again, there's there's a big emphasis on you know footwork and where your feet are and and like i could just see skate fans really you know going nuts with it when when the game's out um yeah interesting cool interesting for sure but i I can't say definitively just because i'm like you know i was flying into objects and falling off and uh there's like an interesting like ragdoll thing where you know like you'll if you like touch something like ever so slightly your body just completely caves in under itself so i'm not sure if i'm a fan of that uh you know if people looking for like absolute realism you might be a little disappointed but i mean the skate mechanics seem to be there gotcha that's uh that's kind of funny it, it, it's weird to yeah. think about uh just skating games in general so like the first yeah. tony hawk game came out in 99 um yeah. and i yeah. feel like the last like kind of relatively universally well-received um tony hawk game was underground uh which was 2003 uh so so we didn't we haven't really gotten any good tony hawk games since the playstation 2 xbox era uh so skate filled that void during the xbox 360 and ps3 era first one came out in 2007 so that's four years Uh later it's not that bad uh, Skate yeah. Three came out in 2010, though, so okay. it's now been yeah. a decade and yeah. an entire console <laughs> generation without yeah. like a mainstream um, skateboarding yeah. game to, to for people to rally around or whatever. Like yeah. it's, it's weird. Absolutely. I, I mean, the only the closest thing I can get, and it's not it's not close at all but if you're if you're just looking to like you know in the interim scratch that itch i, ho- I hope people played ollie ollie uh, that's what i reviewed for the site a while back and um you can get on pretty much any platform under the sun and that scratched the itch for me a little bit you know it's a 2d you know skating skateboarding game where you're you know you're going down a hill and you're doing tricks by flicking the different analog sticks and you're you know mm. it's all about very arcade in nature but definitely you know tight controls and i don't know it just makes you want a 3d a full-fledged 3d skating you know skateboarding sure. game more than ever so yeah. with the controls, so is is uh, the left thumbstick um, when you're doing a trick? Is that controlling your left foot and the right thumbstick yeah, exactly. controls the right foot? Okay, gotcha. Exactly. Oh, it's it's a li- yeah. way too much. That's that it's not. It's a lot. I can deal with. <laughs> it's a lot, and 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 it was still like it. It took a lot of effort for me to figure out even how to like grind on like a you know grind on a rail or uh, you know like you could do different things. You oh I forgot like the. <laughs> One of the biggest, uh, you know, kind of control elements is you actually turn yourself not by, you know, since you have, you're using the two joysticks for your feet, yeah. naturally you can't use the left joystick to steer now. So you have to use your your triggers to to, to steer. Oh. So, you know, a right trigger's pulling your right, you know, you're like, let's say you're leaning right and the left trigger's leaning to your left. So it's definitely, definitely a learning curve. You know, anybody that's that played skate or Tony Hawk, I imagine it's going to be vastly different, but change isn't always a bad thing uh <laughs> there could be some really really interesting things to be gleaned from that uh I th- yeah i just think it remains to be seen but hopefully it's not too much later down the line i know session i know it's going to be on game pass from day one which is i'm excited for it means that anybody could you know anybody with xbox uh could just try it out sure um yeah and i i i, I assume and i believe it's coming out later this year um hopefully sooner rather than later very cool very cool and that was also, just looking at that, it looks like that was Kickstarter uh, back yeah. in 2017. Wow. Um, so yeah. that has been that has been being made for uh, for quite some time. Yeah. Uh, so, but uh, yeah, here's to hoping that it uh, it gets out and that uh, fits the fills the need that people have for it. Um, yeah, and I, and I hope it lights a little bit of a fire under EA. Under EA's behind, so you know, let's get let's get some skate representation too. Let's get some more competition. 
Oh, we need more skating games. EA doesn't care. They, That's, they, you're they, you're yes. putting way too much humanity yeah. on them right now. Yeah. They, they don't, they so. don't care. Um, <laughs> uh, so, so next on the list that I have here is a game called, I'm not really sure how to pronounce this, Eva, Evolutus? Eva, yeah. Evolutus? I guess. Why would we go Ev- Evolutus? Evolutus? I don't know. Yeah. Something. Yeah. So this was, I'll give some context on this one. Um, this is one I remember seeing it in the media, a little, a, a few, I think it was announced, I want to say a, sometime last year, late last year, a few weeks back. Um, it's a cyberpunk adventure game or like, not. I, wanna, I don't want to say point and click, but it's definitely an adventure game with some action elements and it follows three different people, like each with their own kind of different backstories. Like one, you know, one might have like a tragic backstory. The other one might be searching for someone, maybe some, you know, at at first glance, based on, I think, whatever the initial press release or trailer was like, maybe remains to be seen how, how intricate these backstories are. But in any case, three kind of uh, narratives from three different people that will eventually, you have to assume will inter interweave, you know, and, and, and they'll, they'll, crash course they'll be on a collision course and, and meet each other at some point during the narrative but it is a 2d game uh pretty much the main call to it is just like really gorgeous like hand-drawn um you know frame by frame animation um and just a style that kind of reminiscent of like anime movies like akira uh where you know like you know someone someone just sees like their heart like just come out of their chest and and it like you know disappears before their eyes and their eyes look just absolutely shocked like that very like shock value almost like what's real and what's not there's a lot of that going on with that heavy like cyberpunk influence so it's definitely like a very stylish um you know visuals heavy game that's looking to tell a story okay um that's kind of yeah that's kind of the the, the main thing it the, you know details are still kind of scarce on the story itself um but the demo was pretty brief that i played it i would say it was you know 10 minutes or so um just trying to track down uh somebody that yeah, you're looking for i think the backstory if i recall correctly hopefully i'm not i'm not uh mixing up the stories but i believe this one is the story of a man that his, his wife was murdered i believe in the past and he's looking for the killer and so he's trying to like be on the trail and i think that involves like you know tracking down this gun that someone dropped off somewhere and, and trying to make his way into this club um there are like point and click ish kind of con- contextual actions you can take so like sifting through like a garbage can and eventually you find a gun you go to a club there's some dialogue trees almost like you know something like what came to mind for me was something like Deus Ex, where you're trying to like get your way in and, and appeal to the bouncer. And then oddly enough, you know, we went from like slow walking animations, very adventure, adventure game ish to more of like an action thing where you have an ax all of a sudden and you're like hacking down people in the club or, or you know, in this warehouse. Um, it's just, yeah, I, I, I guess as you can see, like I, I'm having trouble describing what genre this game fits into but it's yeah. very much something that's i don't know very stylistic like all, throughout the whole time you definitely have this like 2d um you know side scrolling kind of like camera angle and it's kind of very fluid animation I, I think the for for me at least the appeal is just it, it looks gorgeous throughout and uh you can tell that the developers just really want to get that done correctly mm-hmm. um it remains to be seen how good from like a gameplay perspective all this meshes because you know without like you know traditional game elements like a, you know health or like you know it just seems very narratively driven so anything that you're doing like an axe swinger or something is very contextual and based on the narrative right so it's something that kind of it's an experience that you're that's meant to play out in front of you rather than something that you kind of have some kind of uh, skill based you know i don't think it's something that's necessarily relying on skill or reflexes or anything like that um but I don't know. It has me intrigued. It's it's interesting. Um, very much early on in progress. Uh, no no recorded dialogue right now. Um, so no, no voices. But the the dialogue that was there seemed seemed sharp. Um, yeah, it's just one I've got an eye on. It looks it looks kind of interesting. Okay. Um, so when you were playing it, like when you were kind of yeah. um, when you're doing your investigations and stuff like that, yeah. did you have direct control over the character, or were you? Did you have a controller? Were you clicking around the environment and the character was yeah. moving to that area? How was how right? Was that? So, 
Yeah, so that's why I was hesitant to call it a point and click. So sure. you do have direct control, right? Sure. So you you're moving your character back and forth, and okay. um, basically you'd go buy something like a trash can or, or a street vendor on this on this you know very kind of like Neo Tokyo you know very neon kind of street, okay. and a button icon would appear, and you'd be able to click that, and you talk to someone and, and you'd be like hey like you know did you find i'm looking for this you know this homeless person I, I i i need to find them like they have this clue that i need and so so on and so forth you go across the environment uh, just walking and, and, and inspecting in the environment um so in that case somewhat reminiscent of a point and click or definitely sure. a traditional adventure game um yeah i would uh, say that and it, Yes. I was just going to say, so the, the combat scenario that you went through yeah, uh, yeah. later, was that something, was that um, like button prompts coming up telling you what to do? Was that more of a cutscene? Was that yeah. uh, was that something like Dragon Lair where it's just like you have to do a, like, yeah. you know, a quick move to the left or right or, you know, you burst into flames and your skeleton it's, dies and you put it in another quarter? It, and... It's interesting. Yeah, like I – it's it's real time so some of it's real time and there are some button prompts but I, it's not like dragon layer where you select the thing and then an action happens it's like okay. you're in real time you're swinging this axe and, and you're hacking people up so there is like a definitely a hack and slash element to it but again why i why i say it's like narrative driven is i feel like i'd be shocked if like you know there was really like a difficulty or a challenge to it um i'd love to be presently pleasantly surprised because i'd love there to be a little bit more of like a gameplay edge to it Mm -hmm. um but for now it seems like it's something where it's just meant to experience a narrative you know like you're you're told like hey press x or whatever to swing the axe and you can swing um and then you head up you get hit up with a couple of qtes against like a particularly strong enemy so maybe that's the game's intention of providing a little bit of more you know of a challenging quote-unquote experience it's like okay this is like the big baddie of the area here's qtes for you to for you to struggle with okay interesting yeah Interesting. Uh, okay, cool. Um, it sounds like, I mean, there's, it sounds like right now there's a whole lot of style, but they're not letting you see a whole lot of the substance. Uh, yes, so I, I feel like the aperture is not fully, yes, exactly. I feel like it's too early to say with this one. Um, yeah. I, I definitely think there's some promise there, especially because I'm, I'm a sucker for these kind of cyberpunk games, and I feel like we, sure. we keep getting more of them. So it's good and bad. We're getting a lot of exposure for these kind of games, but the more cyberpunk games you get, you know, um, the ones that are better than others are, you know, like you're just going to see a, high, a degree of quality and, and you want, you don't want your game to be lost in the shuffle. So I, I hope this, I hope they know what they're doing. Um, looks interesting so far. Sure. Uh, well, so next on the list is um, uh, Streets of Rage 4. Oh yeah. Yeah. So this is, uh, so this one easier to, to, talk about because people already have <laughs> you know <laughs> uh, an existing See's streets of rage one through three uh, yes <laughs> yes and, and 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 the funny thing is and this is some, some important context but i would say i've never really played streets of rage like i'm not i'm pretty new to the franchise um the reason that we even went to go see it is a friend that i was with apparently really big into the franchise um mm. we both share a love for fighting games like you know smash brothers and other games and i guess he loves the idea of having a beat-em-up that has that kind of uh that fighting game focus like focus on combos and, and those kind of intricacies so we went but he was a little skeptical going into this streets of rage uh demo because i guess he had just from what he'd seen visually it seemed a little sluggish in his opinion so we went in and did some two-player co-op and um right off the bat i mean i think you know his qualms were erased and i was having a blast um gorgeous looking game with mm -hmm fluid visuals all that um great characters i guess there were for the depth at least for the demo there were five characters to choose from three of which were from a, the existing franchise and two new ones one thing that i love just you know just as an aside is i, I love the diversity on display there seemed like some really great character art and like people from various backgrounds and it seemed like definitely a welcome change of pace i, I especially from like now I don't want to. I don't want to be putting out false information, but I mean, at least the Streets of Rage franchise is traditionally, I, I believe, like Sega Japanese. Um, I don't know who is developing this, like Streets of Rage Four, but if it is a Japanese, if it is still like on that Japanese like Eastern side, mm -hmm. um, it's it's really kind of a, a breath of fresh air to see someone where like not everyone is like, you know, uh, just 
you know, the same color palette. And, you know, so, so a nice little mix there. Um, just a, a nice small thing for me. Um, sure. And then from the gameplay perspective, just super smooth. Like the combos felt great. Um, simple, easy to pick up, but a lot of like uh, just detail. And it, it doesn't feel overwhelming, but it doesn't feel simplistic, which I think is really important for, you know, a lot of beat-em-ups. If you have like, you know, two buttons or something, you have like a, you know, one, you have like, an attack button, a jump button, maybe a grab or something. Like it's, that was always my, my big thing with a lot of beat-em-ups, especially from like the NES days. And, um, you know, like, I just feel like the, that genre never had the depth that I really enjoyed, so I could never really get into it. But for Streets of Rage 4, I mean, if that's anything like, maybe maybe it's maybe it's indicative of the rest of the franchise and maybe that's why my, my friend really liked it. But um, yeah, like just plenty of plenty of depth, plenty of plenty of stuff to sink your teeth into and, and all while, you know, surrounded with great visuals and and some stellar uh, boss encounters. So, very exciting stuff. Cool. Very cool. Um, so one thing that I've never really liked about um, a lot of beat em ups is yeah. I always feel like I have a hard time making sure that I'm on the same like yeah. level as the the other characters so like i'll just be like punching thinking yeah. i'm like lined up to hit the en enemy and i'm just like hitting air did it, it feel yeah. like it was that uh, wasn't an issue I, I feel like that's not a problem for most other people yeah. but that is that has always been a thing that i just I mean, like about those games I'm, I'm with you actually there I, I agree with you that that's that can be a frustrating thing i feel like that's something that's like i feel like that's i feel like any beat em up that's going to be inevitable a little bit of that i just feel like by design that that's just, or just as a byproduct of the design, that's always something you have to keep in mind. I, it didn't bother me too much, if anything, but this this does remind me of something interesting um, that in this game, there's some friendly fire. So you can actually hit your um, the people that you're playing co-op with. You can turn it off in a setting. So it's not by any means, you don't need to have it. But for the purpose of the demo, we had it. And it was kind of interesting because you had to think of the fights a little more tactically. Like, oh, should I unleash my super? You know, like my, you know, my friend, he's got the, the boss grabbed. And like, I want to make sure that we can deal some hits. You know, she's got, you know, I want to dodge her electrical whip or whatever. And, and you know, he, she's open now. She's vulnerable since my friend's got her grabbed. Like, should I, should I be using my special? Even if it means I'm going to hit him. So you have to make those kind of on the fly decisions. And that's kind of, so it goes in with kind of, yeah, you do have to, as, to your point, have that awareness of, am I lined up with the people, but also that spatial awareness of where, you know, the other people you're playing co-op with are. And I guess you can play up to four people. So um, I don't know if that's standard for beat-em-ups. Maybe I'm just making a big deal out of something that's like standard for this <laughs> for this uh, genre. Like, but for me, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I didn't expect that. I was like, oh. Sure. Awesome. Okay. And uh, the next one on here is not a website for reading reviews about uh, metal music. Uh, it is <laughs> that's what I found first. Uh, but yeah. it's a it's a game called Metal Revolution. Uh, yeah. So so what what is Metal Revolution? Yeah. So Metal Revolution um, is a fighting game. I guess I guess it's I I, I played with someone else at the booth. Um, I guess the developers just weren't there and i was i was chatting it up with with some other people that apparently were involved in, in this game um i guess maybe it was kickstarted and then they were just involved and in, they played it during the beta or whatever but it's this it's it just caught my eye because it's like a fighting game with a unique style really awesome character design kind of almost like it's a journey it's journey to the west right i'm thinking of uh you know the the very chinese the chinese the chinese uh myth with the uh, the monkey king yeah, that has exactly. inspired a whole bunch of other things including uh totally. enslaved uh odyssey to the yep. west by ninja theory You're, great game that you love yep yep um so i definitely had that vibe with some of the characters so you had like a monkey that would like bounce around um okay. yeah like a panda which i don't think is one of the fable you know characters but um very much like animal driven uh almost like a mix of like chinese mythology and like uh, and like almost like an Overwatch too, kind of that kind of very character, okay. uh, character-based um, personalities and quirks. But um, gameplay-wise, I thought it was really cool because again, it's almost similar to like uh, Streets of Rage. Like as a fighting game, it felt like something that had depth, but it, it wasn't didn't have as much depth. Like like or didn't have not as complex from a learning perspective as something like uh, Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat. Um, I think you have like a, a light. You have a, you have an attack button. You have a special button. You have a jump button. You have, I believe, a dash button. 
And so it almost has, I don't want to compare it to this, but almost like a, like a Smash Brothers kind of simplicity to it where okay. um, it's very easy to get your, hand, your, your head around the idea of, okay, so I have like normal attacks and then I have like slightly more special attacks that do slightly crazier things on the fighting battlefield. Um, and that set itself up for some really interesting matches. So I was able to pick it up and, and immediately kind of get my hands, you know, my hands dirty with it and uh, had, had, had a blast playing against a couple of people on the show floor um yeah i mean again like i don't want to speak too much to to something like this when i'm not you know super involved in, in a bunch of other fighting games but um i definitely saw how there could be a lot of depth here and it could be a lot of fun just for more casual players to come and pick it up so i'm always i'm always a fan of when fighting games try to offer that bridge that gap uh, i think mortal Kombat in recent years has done a decent job of that of, of making it appeal to both and the casual crowd um and so yeah this one's still in development um it seems like something that uh might be appealing to people and it's just one i hadn't seen recently so always good to have more fighting games sure absolutely and uh just looking at some of the uh screenshots on steam the at least the the monkey um is definitely inspired by the monkey king from the, uh, yeah. the journey to the west because he's got yeah. this uh long like pole thing and that's that's like a thing yeah. from the story and that's yeah. a whole it's also part of the game enslaved and yeah it really the moral of the story is uh while people are waiting for this they should go play enslaved odyssey to the west um <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> completely different game not a fighting game but uh, yeah yeah but uh it's it's good stuff people should yeah people should check that out um, yeah cool Nice. Uh, I, don't, I don't have a ton of questions to ask you about fighting games because that, that that is not my forte at all. So I'm, <laughs> I don't know even where to begin. Um, but I, I do like the art style. It is it has a kind of yeah. overwatchiness to it, which it does. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, like it doesn't feel like yeah, it's but... copying it or anything. It doesn't have like direct no, no. character ripoffs yeah. or or anything like that. But it just has a oh. that kind of um, exaggerated. Uh, you know, realism, uh, cyber, exactly. not really cyberpunk, yeah. but uh, techno with like a vibe. kind of, yeah, yeah, exactly. There's a little bit of that mech tinge to it where, like, it's like, yeah, it's a panda, but it's like a robot panda, and like, yeah, it's a monkey, but it's like a you know, it's a robot monkey, exactly. Like, what more do people want? It's, you know, it's, it's hard to uh, <laughs> it's hard to argue with that, yeah, right? Like, when people are offering you robot monkeys, you you take the robot monkeys, absolutely. Uh, yeah. All right. And uh, next on the list, we've got a game called uh, Genshin Impact. Yeah. So, so people might not be familiar with the name of this one, but if I tell you this is the game that uh, a few months back was teased, like a Japanese or oh, no, sorry. Yeah, I think it's a Japanese game that was teased, and um, very obviously people were uh, people noticed that. It has some very obvious similarities to Breath of the Wild. So mm. visually, like very similar, like cell shaded ish kind of like game world, very vibrant, very green, lush. Um, you can you know, run anywhere, you can climb anywhere, you can swim anywhere, like very, you can cook stuff. Um, very, very Breath of the Wild esque and in nature. And uh, so I, naturally, the question is, well, is it is it any good? Because you know, you're by 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 coming up with a game concept like that, you're you're going to be open to comparisons, and and if not executed well, it's going to be tough to tough to compete. Sure. Um, but uh, yeah, so we played played a little bit of it. Um, me and my friends uh, got to try out the game for oh, 15, 15 or so minutes, fifteen twenty minutes, uh, just kind of going roaming around the game world and seeing what it has to offer. Um, it's interesting because I feel like from a technical perspective, um, it's, it's, it's very nice looking, very, uh, very nice visuals. Um, some slowdown, uh, when I was playing on, on a PS4 pro. So that's a little, uh, not, not great, but, um, from a gameplay perspective, I mean, pretty much if you, you know, anything, think of anything from like a, from a breath of wild perspective and it's kind of has some representation here. So again, like cooking and, um, you know, you can climb having a climbing meter and, you know, if you climb too fast, you're going to slide back down. Uh, you can hop off of things and glide. You have wings in this game instead of a paraglider. So 
Oh, well, that's totally different. That's, I don't, that's, I don't know what you're trying fine. to compare here. That's, that's obviously exactly. a different thing. Obviously something completely separate, but, um, I mean, the real, the real difference here is I was talking, one thing that my friend pointed out that I think is kind of apt is I, I would think of this like a merge of like Zelda with almost like a Tales kind of um, character design, like very kind of an- anime inspired. Okay, when uh, I've got the website open and yeah. uh, there's just this like little kid sitting on uh, a cliff overlooking this town. And when yeah. you were talking about how like it was obviously inspired by, and I was like, oh, Tales from Arcadia or Vesperia or one of the, yeah, the right. Tales games. Um, <laughs> and then you were like, Legend of Zelda. And I'm like, oh, that's yeah. okay. Let's see where this yeah. goes. Yeah, uh, right. Now, now, yeah. now I'm picking up what you put down. Now, we, yeah, now we've come <laughs> full circle. Um, no, yeah, like I think there's also a little, it seems like there's a little more of that kind of. Um, view of like interior interior design for the certain like buildings it just gives me it reminds me of like a tales game so like sure. and i think from a combat perspective it also kind of reminds me a little more of like an rpg kind of um action action rpg kind of thing you can swap out characters and you have different like cooldown button cooldowns you can do um so that's interesting from my brief time playing i don't know if there's enough there to really be engaging that said i didn't have enough to you know time to do like certain like quests or you know really dig into a lot of the systems but i will say from like a gameplay perspective does seem a little like more enjoyable than than what you might be you know expecting from something you know coming from a breath of the wild perspective it's it's there's a little more involved there but um it's I don't know. Like, I don't, that's a low bar to kind of, in, in my personal opinion. Right. Um, I, I just felt like rather while that combat kind of left something to be desired. So mm-hmm. just because a game is, you know, doing slightly better on the gameplay department, I mean, there's a lot more of what made Breath of the Wild and, and, you know, an astounding game from like, just like a world that you wanted to explore and lots of secrets and, and, and really interesting kind of characters and all that. So I don't know how much of that Genshin impact will have, but I just felt it was, important to, to mention it since it was here it had such a big presence and um yeah yeah not much not much else to say on it it's it's just <laughs> I'm, I'm interested to see how it does uh sure yeah not not sure right now so as as far as the combat goes uh you said that it feels more like an rpg is it is it kind of turn-based or how how does that actually function no yeah i would say it's it's in real time okay. i would just say uh it, it's it's very much like you're seeing numbers pop up on the screen I, I believe um and you have like again like different elemental weaknesses you can exploit and mm-hmm. you know certain like enemies that patrol kind of have levels so i think you level up so it's definitely more of like an rpg in that in that respect um nothing turn-based which now that i mean <laughs> now, that, now that you put that down that would be kind of an interesting idea for in, in some developer to explore in the future i'd, I'd be down for more of like a you know a, a lush open world with some turn-based elements but um yeah i mean right now i think gameplay wise i'd love to see more thing hopefully there's like a skill tree and you can unlock additional abilities and have more than just a couple you know it, it seemed like there were a limited amount of like cooldowns you had available to you okay. the nice thing is you could swap out different characters so you'd have one that like is a sword based person that like you know his elemental thing is water and then maybe you have like a a girl that has like firepower and like another girl that can do like a has like a bow can do more like long range stuff and has like a wind elemental so there is some some depth there um that could that could definitely have uh, make for like an interesting experience i just as a lot of the things here that are still kind of a little bit farther from release it's it's it's, it's a little up in the air how much actual depth there will be on launch you know especially for a game of such magnitude where, you, where you're relying on a big open world you, you want to make sure that the gameplay is gonna be interesting throughout and that you're gonna have like also an interesting narrative so um yeah i mean very nice looking game um and uh you know i'm, I'm never gonna be like hey like people shouldn't try to copy breath of the wild and make like beautiful gorgeous lush green open worlds like yes you like send send them our way but um hopefully you can deliver Right. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting because, I mean, it's, it's, it's weird to think of people trying to copy uh, Breath of the Wild because yeah. people are still trying to copy and failing to copy, like, old school <laughs> Zelda. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, so, uh, yeah. so taking on that and then combining it with uh, a game that is completely different being the, the <laughs> Tales, like, that's just, that seems like a, a big undertaking. 
Um, but I guess the thing that stands out in my mind is is the I still haven't played Breath of the Wild, so I, I can't really talk about it. But what it uh, one of the main draws uh, for people seemed to be was the open ended open endedness of it. Not just in that like oh you can go here you can go there, but I remember seeing. Um, somebody solve a puzzle where they couldn't figure out how to do whatever the puzzle was and they needed to get electricity to like these two different pads. And so they just laid all of the weapons and their inventory on the ground and because they were metal and in the game metal conducts electricity, they were able to connect the two pads and it's like, that is awesome. Um, And so I, I feel like in some ways, not that specifically but that kind of idea of really kind of being able to do quote unquote anything um is what a lot of people are going to be expecting if you're if they're are were they talking about breath of the wild or anything as an inspiration or anything like that um not from what i can tell from my conversations with the with the publisher um but i (laughs) i mean i think it's i think the comparisons are they have to be. I mean, it's, sure. it's such a, you know, such well, a... Well, just sometimes people, you know, they actually say those things. Um, so, yeah. you, so you never know. But, uh, I mean, yeah, obviously, I'll... if they've if they re- if they've read previews, I'm sure other people are saying the same yeah. thing. Um, yeah. So you just kind of have to be conscientious of that when you've got, when you've got something yeah. like that that you're being compared to because even if that's not what you're trying to do, you can have people come to the game and be disappointed. Yes. Um, even though that wasn't your intention. So you, you have to kind of have that in mind, you know? And, and I, and I will say this, right. I, I'll say from what you were saying about having that kind of open sandbox in, in breath of the wild, and being able to do kind of what you want and solve puzzles in different ways. Well, first off, I don't know. I'm curious to see if this game has puzzles. Um, I think that, that that would be a huge miss if it didn't try to emulate that, that side of, of the breath of the wild equation. Um, I also, they don't have those, you know, in Breath of the Wild, you have the bombs and you have the stasis and those different kind of sandboxing mm-hmm. tools at your disposal from day, from literally hour one or hour two. Um, here, I didn't see something like that. But I think what maybe fills the void for this game is uh, elemental, again, the elemental traits, properties of your different characters. So mm-hmm. I noticed that when I was swimming with a character that had like water or ice elemental affinity, like he was actually able to freeze the water and I was able to walk on it. So that's kind interesting. of interesting. Okay. So yeah. that, that kind of lends itself to that that idea yeah. of right. the the different systems kind of interacting more than yeah. they do in, in in some games. So that that's cool. Exactly. That could be and really then the cool. fire fire person, you let it, you know, you can you can cause the fire similar to in Breath of the Wild. So that might be an, an inter- interesting way for them to explore that fully. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Um. Okay. So uh, next on the on the list uh, is is a game that was announced. Uh, so we were talking about this beforehand. This now seems like a really long time ago because it was like forty five yeah. minutes ago now. Um, <laughs> but uh, this game was announced in like two thousand fourteen, um, yeah. and it was announced uh, as an infinite runner coming to mobile devices and PC. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and here we are, six years later, and it's <laughs> still not out. Yeah, uh, that that is that is Super Meat Boy forever, and it is yeah. it sure is taking forever. It is taking forever. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I don't know. It, it, we were t- yeah, as we were talking a little earlier about this. Um, I don't know, like Super Meat Boy Forever at this point, it almost feels like something from a Pycon era. It's not even out yet. Um, it, you know, it's just, it, the, I, the decision to go with like an endless runner route is like, it's interesting. And at the same time, it's a, it's a little um, fear inducing for me, just because from what I played, like I, I like the game. Like I, I think it, it plays really well. I, I struggled a little bit. I played it twice. I played it at an industry show a couple of years ago and I played it again today, uh, yesterday. And uh like the controls are tight from what I can tell. And I, I like the fact that it's approaching platforming different than super meat boy. So for those expecting super meat boy two, don't expect that. Like, you know, understand that this is an endless runner um, with different mechanics, but I don't think that that necessarily dims it because I feel like it's just a different experience and you're definitely going to still have that difficulty um, when you're, when you're going about this game. So I would just come in with an open mind. 
at the same time, though, it is clear that, like, you know, this is a game that maybe missed the boat on the on the endless runner kind of trend. You know, like the as you said, the the temple runs, the Super Mario runs. You know, those those games that that kind of I don't know, big on big on mobile, um, had a big following. I just I don't know. I don't know if the if I fear for the developers just because fans of Super Meat Boy, I feel like they might be expecting something so different than what you're going to eventually get with this game. Um, sure. You know, it's, it's just something where I feel like there was a there was a right time for this game, and it might still very well be now, but it's just, uh, yeah, it's just kind of interesting to see uh, how long it's taken to get this specific experience now at this time. Uh, and, and it's still, we still don't know for sure, like, uh, when it's coming this year, if it is coming this year, but hopefully, hopefully the long time does pay off and, and it does lead to a really successful, high quality experience. Well, it's, it's interesting that you mentioned that uh, this is coming from like a bygone era. Uh, let's yeah. just talk about some of the top games of 2014 for the iOS. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Games like uh, the first Monument Valley came out wow. that year. Uh, wow. Shadow Blade for iOS, which I think got re-released. Yeah, that's the, the card game, stuff. right? Yeah. Um, no, that's, uh, that's, oh. that's something with a hand. Uh, Shadow Blade is like a little ninja 2D platformer game. Um, oh. You're th- oh, oh, I know what game you're talking about. I'm thinking of Shadowverse. I, I think I think I'm thinking of a game called Shadowverse. Shadowverse. I don't know. It... Shadowverse, some card game. But I know um, what the game you're talking about is. Uh, I think I think I think you're thinking of Hand of Fate, uh, where Hand you like build a deck, but it's got like Batman style uh, combat. Is that what you're thinking of? I don't know. No, I don't we may. So. We're just not on the same. <laughs> We're not on the same wavelength at all. Okay, cool. Uh, Hitman Go came out that year. Oh my gosh! Um, wow, wow. Threes came out that year. Oh my um, gosh! Wow. So, yeah. so even when this was like announced, yeah. it was kind of missing. A, I mean, except for Mario yeah. Run, which kind of that. I guess that sparked some interest in the Infinite Runner. Uh, I think mostly just because it's like, hey, Nintendo's on mobile devices now. Yeah. Um, like even in 2014, it was kind yeah. of missing the, the Infinite Runner, like the heyday. Yeah. So yeah. And now we're yeah. now we're six years beyond that. So yeah, and and I I know that you brought up um, Mario Run being a little later, and I, and I I kind of said earlier I lumped it into that group, but I mean even with Nintendo, we learned with Mario Run that there wasn't as much of an appetite for that game as they probably expected. Right. didn't do anywhere near what their projections were and you know it's just like well that even, was even a high- that was already four Sorry. years ago now i didn't even i thought right. that was more recent that was 2016 holy cow yeah right time <laughs> flies good time does God. fly oh man it's kind of crazy but yeah. uh well i think that pretty much does it uh the only yeah. game that i have left on here to talk about is actually something that we talked about a year ago uh, yeah. And so, just a little update on Panzer Paladin, uh, which I always when I see it, I want to say Panzer Paladin, just because of the yeah. way the I don't know, <laughs> just the way it feels like it should flow. Yeah. Um, right, right. But um, uh, yeah. Any any updates on Panzer Paladin? Yeah, I mean, I I just felt the need to talk about this one, and and maybe you'll see a dramatic increase in, in my enthusiasm for this one over the others on this list. But I. I this game, for, for those that, that didn't tune in last year, uh, it's basically a mix of a bunch of 2D platformers that you know and love. So um, imagine a game where you kind of have the the mech action of like your Saturday morning cartoons with the, um, the downward diving of like DuckTales and Shovel Knight mixed with a little bit of the... Um, uh, step backing like the the side steps of of uh castlevania symphony of the night and the and the, the whip action of the castlevania series probably throwing honestly probably throwing some mega man for good measure and um and you, and you have uh panzer paladin and um and you can't forget mech assault because in that game you were in a yeah. giant mech and then you could yes. get out of the mech and run around oh, as a tiny okay. little person oh really okay yeah. so that should be the primary That's... inspiration so so <laughs> So to be clear, right, I don't think Panzer Paladin, I think it knows very well that it is taking inspiration from some of the greats, but I think the way that it has emerged 
melded these, yeah, merged these things together, these elements, mm-hmm. is coming out with something that I haven't played a platformer like this. And maybe I'm over, maybe I'm I'm overblowing things, um, but I'm really excited about it. I love the art style. It's like it is 16-bit, I think, or maybe it is 8-bit. It's just a, it's a it's a style that seems something in between, where it's like not as detailed enough to be 16-bit, but it's not like so um lo-fi so you know for lack of a better word that it feels like a traditional 8-bit game it's something in between where there it, it does have that gorgeous detail to it but it it definitely harks back to that that era um that 8-bit era uh more so than than you know as opposed to a 16-bit but um yeah these 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 mechanics in in tandem they just they make something that's really kind of spectacular and i and i think it's really fun they're maybe they're they're unique platforming element is being able to like pick up enemy um, weapons when you defeat certain enemies and so they have certain you can carry like up to like four or five weapons and you can destroy the weapon to to do like a special attack or you can toss the weapon so there's a lot of different things that you can account for when doing your um when when participating in gameplay but cutting to the chase the reason i wanted to bring it up is uh, just to give an update that uh the game is shaping up quite nicely i, I love the the new demo they had on display at the show to the, um this weekend and they recently announced uh that uh, the developer and the publisher announced that the game is coming to switch and pc this summer hmm. um and you know i feel like it's just a game that hasn't gotten a great like marketing push and maybe that's coming but i I'm I'm just beyond happy. Yeah, I can I cannot stress this enough. I'm beyond happy to see that that game is, you know, on schedule to come out uh, sooner. You know, this year. Only learned about it last year. Really liked it. Coming out soon. And these are the these are the people behind you know Flint Hook and some of the other I think um, other big games that I I forgot about that when I played Flint Hook several packs ago. I loved it. And, you know, I, I didn't hear a whisper about that game on most sites. And, and you know, maybe that's the nature of indie development sometimes. But I always feel like it's a shame when when a game with some really cool mechanics just kind of flies into the radar because maybe the developer doesn't have the the marketing know-how as other, you know, better position companies. But uh, that's why whenever possible, definitely want to call attention to, to the little guy, you know, the Davids in the conversation. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. Absolutely. Uh well, I think that does it for yeah. um for all the games that we've got on this list. That's a that's a lot of stuff yeah. for people to uh to go and check out. Uh yeah. a lot of it sounds really cool. Uh, a lot of it is like way out of my wheelhouse, but you know, it's it's always fun to hear yeah. about uh cool new and exciting games. And that's that's one of the best things about PAX is it's just it like is. there's so many like cool, neat and uh-huh. sometimes just like really weird things uh yeah. that you just don't see everywhere else um, absolutely so well david thank you so much for yeah. uh taking some time out of your busy day at pax uh appreciate you kind of talking about the the stuff that you got to play yeah. and uh good luck as you you finish up the, the weekend yeah. there and don't get sick um i was gonna say stay well uh, <laughs> <laughs> hope i don't get coronavirus in boston so. i uh, i hope so too All right. Well, uh, thanks again for for chatting with me. Thank you, listeners, for listening to us talk about a handful of games from PAX East 2020. If you want to find out more about any of these games and check out uh, the show notes for this episode on darkstation.com, there you can find other video game reviews, previews, and features, as well as uh, the Darkcast Interviews podcast. Uh, So that does it for this episode. We'll be back soon to talk about more video game things. And... um, Yeah, until then, I'm Jonathan Miley for David Silbert. Until next time, have a good one.